You're listening to This Hong Kong Life, a podcast of stories and conversations with everyday youth across Hong Kong. Every week, we bring you episodes that reflect the unique bilingual nature of our city's culture, sharing the voices and thoughts of young people growing up and living in the city we call home. Welcome to Season 3. Our theme is Mental Health and Me. Hello, hello. Welcome again to our Season 3, where we are sitting down to talk to young people across Hong Kong around mental health issues. And today we have Tiasha to join us. Welcome. Hi. Um, Tiasha, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, so my name's Tiasha. I'm 16 and I go to West Island School in Hong Kong. I was born here and I am Indian from India. Yeah. Very cool. And would you say that you are first generation, second generation, seventh generation Indian Hong Konger? Um, I am second generation. So my parents were born here. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Um, and do you have siblings? Yeah, I have two younger brothers. Ooh, what's that like being the older sister? <laughs> well, I have a lot of power at home, which is nice. But um, yeah, sometimes quite annoying. <laughs> and what's the age difference between you and your younger siblings? Um, so my middle brother is three years younger than me. And my youngest brother is seven years younger than me. Wow. Yeah. That is actually a pretty big gap. I mean, sometimes like older siblings will always say, oh, yeah, it's really annoying. You know, what's that like for you guys at home? It's surprising, but me and my youngest brother have a better relationship. We have like similar personalities and we often find that the both of us are annoying my middle brother more, um, which he finds quite annoying. But um, otherwise, it's quite fun. It's nice to be with like a different gender that it's just like at a different age and yeah. hearing what they have to say about different things. It's yeah. nice. You now are in high school. Um, what was that transition like for you from primary school and then to secondary school? Well, I went to Glenelie, which is a primary school in Hong Kong. And most of them, most of the students go to island school. And my parents decided that they wanted to move me to a different secondary school. And so that shift was a bit difficult because all of my friends had moved to another secondary school. And I went to West Island and I knew about three people. And I was so nervous on my first few weeks of school because I had I had no idea who they were. And I was split from my best friends that I'd been in primary school with. Yeah. Um, but as like the years went on and I think by year nine, I was so grateful for the fa- for moving mm. because it allowed me to meet so many new people mm. and kind of get out of that bubble that you create in primary school and explore different other people yeah 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 no it's I mean it's it's good and bad isn't it you know sometimes people get to go to the same school with the same friends all throughout from primary to secondary yeah. but I guess here in Hong Kong we know we don't really have that luxury because we just switch schools yeah you know so it's like you have to figure out your own friendship circles you know all yeah. over again um and you know um do you feel settled now in secondary school I do you know? and I've noticed that the friends that I was closest to in primary school, I still do try and keep in contact with them because that relationship did really matter to me. And some of the people that I don't really is just, they were part of my childhood. Yeah. And I remember them as the people that were there with me in primary school. Yeah. yeah. And do you think you're going to stay in Hong Kong? I mean, it sounds like it's home for your whole family. Um, do you think you're going to stay here? Yeah, I... I have like an emotional attachment to Hong Kong. <laughs> like moving anywhere else is 
um, such a weird thought to me, but yeah, I really do love it here. And yeah. especially because my parents grew up here, they went to island school. So they're also part of that international school um, community and they understand yeah. that. So I think just being in that bubble and that like um, is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it sounds like, you know, you've also kind of grown up in that sort of family, mm-hmm. you know, almost uh, or yeah. community of international schools. When you think about, you know, your own school environment, you know, and, and the season we're specifically talking about mental health, um, what is your school like for creating an environment to allow young people like yourself to talk about mental health? Well, um, I think over the years, I've really found out about how good the school is at um, trying to maintain good mental health within the students. Um, a few years ago, there was an incident at the school that caused a lot of people to really start opening up about mental health issues and mostly about anxiety, depression, and suicide. Mm. Um, and although it was quite sad, that event, it really opened up a lot of discussions for the school. And since then, they've been really on top of things and opening and like letting kids express themselves about their feelings and emotions and providing different outlets for them in school, which has been really helpful. Yeah. And well, so what's your encounter, you know, with with mental health, uh, if, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah. Um, so I recently just um, started seeing a school counselor and just at, at, since the school opens it up to so many people. And I think just being able to express to um, someone that doesn't really know you that well has been really helpful. Mm. Um just to talk about schoolwork, who understands the environment that you're in, in mm, school, yeah. um, helping with like little stresses or um, incidents that you have in school. It's just been very helpful to talk to someone about it. That's really great. I mean, yeah. a lot of times, you know, when we talk to young people, they'd be like, school counselor, uh, I don't really want to talk to them because they're going to tell my parents. <laughs> what is your view on that? You know, did you go through that thought process as well yourself? Um, I have a pretty open relationship with my parents. I like to think that we are quite open with each other. Um, So that wasn't really a concern for me. It was mostly just being able to talk to someone that didn't know me from before Mm -hmm. and was able to just listen and not give any advice or interpretations because sometimes you just need someone to sit there and listen to you yeah yeah Yeah. I mean it's also kind of a a relief as well you know when you find somebody who is really their job is to be there to listen to you you Mm -hmm. know especially when there's so much going on in the world right Um, and how long have you um, been open to speaking to a counselor um I think it's almost been two years now that's great yeah and sometimes it's um well, me and my school counselor have built a relationship and she knows that I'm quite creative. So we do a lot of art in our sessions, which is another great release that I found has really helped me. Yeah. Um, well, tell us about yeah. your creativity. How uh, do you use that to release your or improve your mental health? Um, well, I've always been really creative since I was a kid. And I think just going through exams, I've recently did my GCSEs and I oh, chose. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. I took IGCSE textiles and I found that I really enjoyed um, sewing and like fashion design. Mm. And so since then, even though I don't take it now and I'm doing the IB course, um, I still find myself doing it in my spare time because I find it very therapeutic to just sit there and I enjoy it a lot and it's creative, allows me to express myself. 
Yeah, I think it's yeah. um, very interesting because a lot of, you know, recently there's been a lot of these, um, you know, drawing books, you know, or coloring books, you know, for people who are creative and it helps with mindfulness. Um, is that sort of the stuff that you're talking about? Yeah, my mom is very pro all of that stuff. So she's was the one that kind of got me started into that. Um, and we were doing coloring books together. And often I found that doing it with someone, I often did it with her. Um, was quite helpful because even if we didn't talk, we had music in the background and we'd just be coloring or doing some artwork. Um, and even yoga sometimes mm. is quite relaxing to do. Oh, that's yeah. pretty cool. I mean, a, a lot of times, you know, I don't know, when you think young people, you don't necessarily equate yoga. So how did that happen for you? <laughs> well, um, again, it's something I've, I had been doing since I was young. And my mom's friend's a yoga teacher, so I often went with my friend. And I think doing it with someone is really helpful. It really motivates you to keep going. Yeah. And it keeps it fun as well. Like our yoga lessons were not serious and sometimes not even quiet. We just hear me and my friend g- giggling at the back <laughs> of the class. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think that that really helped. And I noticed that after it, I felt so energetic. And we'd go get like a nice coffee or a piece of cake or something afterwards yeah, so yeah well it's actually really encouraging to hear that you are someone who is very open to talking to a counselor because you know around the mental health conversation I think that there is such a stigma around seeking help or even talking to somebody who's a mm-hmm. professional in this you know um if you had a chance to to advocate for this for other young people out there who might be feeling a little bit hesitant um, what would you say to them I think the main block is people finding out about it and not really opening up because you don't want to accept it. And after like seeing people go through it, I realized that accepting it is a really big part in overcoming it mm-hmm. and not fighting yourself because you are like, I find that a lot of the times when I'm stressed out or anxious about anything, I have to be on my side mm-hmm. and not fight my feelings and emotions. Otherwise, you just in a battle with yourself. Mm. Um, and I think that acceptance is definitely the hardest thing to overcome. But once you realize that this is what it is and that even if you get help with it, it's not a big issue. It's just to help you and help your well-being. Then the steps afterwards are so important. Yeah, mm, That's a really good reflection. Yeah. Um, when you think back about your own personal mental health journey, uh, where would you say it started? Um, I, a few years ago, when I was about 10, I saw one of my cousins, um, have a panic attack and it was just me and her in a taxi. And it was the first time I saw someone's emotions really take over their physical, like what they were doing. Mm -hmm. And, um, she was showing a lot of the physical attributes. She was sweating and finding it hard to breathe. And me, like, a 12-year-old sitting in that taxi. I had no idea what to do. I was stressed and we we were stuck in a lot of traffic. Mm. And I reflect on it sometimes because after a few years now, um, when I had my first like feelings of anxiety or panic, I thought about that moment and how I could relate to it. Mm-hmm. And I understood how she was feeling and um, and how she overcome it. And so she's been a really big role model and like getting in helping me through the process. If I ever felt anxious, I used to think about how 
she did. And I also used to talk to her about it and having that open relationship has really helped. Mm, it sounds like, you know, you've had a lot of really good opportunities to communicate about sort of your own mental health, whether it's it's in a positive place or in a not so positive place. Mm-hmm. How do you think you were able to nurture that or build upon that? Um, I think I, I'm pretty lucky to have that relationship with a lot of my friends and family where I'm comfortable speaking with them and I don't feel judged or pressured. But um, I think in situations where you feel like th- that may, th- may be the case and you don't have anyone to talk to, there are always so many people that you can contact. Like you might it may feel like someone in your close circle is not someone you want to be talking to at that moment and that's perfectly natural mm-hmm. because there are certain people that you like to talk to about things and certain people that you like to keep away and that's completely normal and natural and so to find that one person that you like to th- talk to things about and that can help you through the process is really important. Actually, I, I'm hearing a lot of, you know, you saying that you're quite lucky, you know, to be in a family, for instance, um, that you have a really good and positive open relationship with. You know, not a lot of 16-year-olds would say that, you know, about mm-hmm. their parents. Um, what do you think your parents did to help you have this relationship with them? Um, I think a lot of fighting back. I... I'm not sure how to explain it, but whenever me and my parents, my mom specifically, get into an argument, she doesn't stop me from fighting her back, which I feel really ex- helps me express my emotions. And my dad laughs every time we get into an argument because we both end up in tears. <laughs> and sometimes they're not even sad tears. They're just like, oh, thank God we figured this out. But it's just always back and forth arguing with each other. But I think that it's really healthy because um, I'm not keeping my emotions in mm-hmm. and I can really express to her what I'm feeling and I'm not afraid to to get mad at her. Mm-hmm. Do you think you've always been able to do that naturally because it's part of your personality or it's just something that you learned over time? Um, definitely something I've, I've learned over time because I'm actually very calm. I don't get stressed out a lot, which is why I find it easy to talk to my dad about things because he's the same. He's very chilled and laid back. And so I often find that I bond with him better. But when it comes to situations where I do feel stressed, and I think it's mostly in my teenage years when you feel school stress is is like piling up and stress within social situations, Mm. I find that talking to my mom and really letting out all those emotions is like important yeah yeah no that's really cool it's great that you know not only you know do you have your your immediate family but then you also have your cousin who's been such a great role model Mm -hmm. have you been in position where you can also role model that with other family members um I try to think that I do it with my brothers Mm. because well my middle brother is about 13 now so he's going into secondary school and um I think Over the last two years, we've started building a better relationship since we're closer in age and Mm. it's come to the point where it's not that awkward age gap. And so I think just giving him advice and helping him and knowing that I'm there if he needs to talk about anything. And yeah, and even in school, just being um, open with my friends to just let them know that I'm there if they need to talk about anything. Cool. And, you know... As you continue to think about staying in Hong Kong, um, where do you think your interest in mental health is going to take you? 
Um, I really hope that during my school time while I'm still at West Island, I can advocate more for it using the school and like building up that mental health awareness in school situations, as well as volunteering at any place, especially Kelly. It's been great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Have you been a part of our programs before? It sounds like you have been part of our programs. Yeah. So, um, Kelly came to West Island to do a Talk to Me program two years ago. Oh, cool. You're one of our alumni. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And um, that's been great. And we, um, from that, we created a Mindfulness Week at West Island. Okay. And it's kept going since then. And what was the Talk to Me program specifically about? Um, It helped in in teaching kids how to talk to their peers Mm -hmm. and um, how to be a good listener. Mm. which I found was really helpful because you often don't find a lot of classes or um, lessons where they teach you stuff like that. Mm. And you're often in such situations where your friend is going through a time where they need your help the most Mm. and knowing what to do and say and what not to do and say is really important. And I thought that that Talk To Me program really helped. That's great. I hope that we can continue to do this for not just your school, but for other schools as well. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Yeah. Well, speaking about, you know, what schools can offer, this is one of the number one discussed topics in Hong Kong right now is, you know, how can we help young people with their mental health? Uh, From your perspective, um, as somebody who is going to an international school, is 16, you know, has family members who've struggled with this. What do you think, you know, society at large can help in terms of improving your mental health? I definitely think that the stigma around talking to people and like mental health is slowly opening up. And um, I think just letting people know that there are always people to talk to and that it's everyone goes through it. It's part of life. It's like your journey. And there are bumps in the roads, there are ups and downs. And um, getting someone to go through it with is just going to help you and help you in that process. Yeah, that's cool. Well, we'll make sure that people hear what you just had to say about this as well. Um, Tiasha, it's been so nice to have you with us today. And thank you for sharing so openly just about your brave move of seeing someone um, and to hopefully encourage anybody out there who's listening, who's thinking about seeing someone but isn't very sure, um, to hopefully be able to move in that direction. Um, Maybe before we end off our chat with you, um, would you have a piece of reflective thought, you know, for our listeners out there, um, other young people who might be listening in today? Um, I just want to say that you are not in this alone. And I feel like everyone says it and it's something you probably hear a lot. But there are so many people to talk to and so many people to that are there to listen to you if you need it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. And on that note, we'll see you next time. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks for joining in on this episode of This Hong Kong Life. Thanks for listening. This season is made possible by the Jockey Club Community Sustainability Fund as part of the Smart Youth Health Project. This Hong Kong Life is an initiative of Kelly Support Group. We are a youth organization empowering young people to reach their full potential in Hong Kong. If you like the show, please subscribe and get new episodes every week. We would love to hear from you, so nominate yourself or a friend to share next. Leave us a message or drop us a note at hklife at kely.org. See you next time.